Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the Hump Day edition of The Yard. I, I know I say this regularly, but I'm a little bit later than I had planned to be because I ended up writing three articles today. I'm uh, going to talk about a couple of those, too, because I had some I had some tips today that kind of worked out good for us. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Tyrell Shavers being one of those. Had a chance just not moments ago, really, uh, to speak with Steve Spurrier, Jr., who is down in St. Petersburg, Florida, for the holiday weekend. So that is a Spurrier family tradition. So they've been going down there his entire life. So they're down there enjoying one final vacation before uh, things get serious around here. And things are certainly getting serious, as you guys are well aware. This is going to be a football-only show today. We're going to talk football today uh, just about for the entirety of the show until we get to the top ten list. It has been brought to my attention by uh, some astute Boneyard listeners, and I love all of you, that my friend Brian Haydad did a music-themed show. And so since my friend Brian Haydad is kind of infringing upon my expertise as the rock guy on the Mississippi State beat. I'm going to return the favor today. The top ten list today is going to be about food. So there, hey dad, ha! Turnabout is fair play. So we're going to get into that. I, and I'm excited about this too because, and, I, and I'll explain a little bit more. Uh, I, I enjoy having the opportunity to get out and go put my feet on somebody else's table and enjoy a nice quality meal. And so I'm going to break that down for you today. I think our good friend, speaking of great meals, let's talk Bulldog Burger Company. Man, I tell you, it's uh, it's one of those things, you know, listen, listen, I, I got four kids and I got two girls in college. And so one of the best ways to get them to kind of go hang out with dad is to say, hey, why don't you meet me at Bulldog Burger Company? Listen, many of you are going to have students on campus this year and maybe you would love to be able to take them a dinner, and maybe you can't. And uh, there are times that I'll, I'll give my girls a gift card or whatever and say, hey, why don't you take all your friends to dinner on us? Go to eatwithus.com. You can order gift cards right then and there. Have them shipped to your college students, or maybe you give them to them yourself. Maybe you use them for yourself. But more importantly, when you get a chance to come to town, go buy Bulldog Burger Company and let them feed you. Two locations now to serve you right here on University Drive in Stark, Vegas, and on Gloucester Street in Tupelo. I'm going to encourage you, as always, get the spring rolls. They'll make you better looking and everyone around you better looking, and we all need more of that, some of us more than others. But I encourage you to get the spring rolls. It is a quality of life purchase. Find your own favorites. So many burgers to choose from. A great restaurant quality hamburger is one of the great delicacies in life that we afford ourselves and listen, if, if you say, you know what, Steve, I, I love bringing the family, but I don't want all those carbs. You know what? That's cool. You don't even have to have a bun. You can get a gluten-free bun. You can get no bun. You can have your hamburger served on a bed of lettuce. They'll accommodate you whatever you'd like. Let me, let me recommend the Pimentology Add Bacon. And I don't even like pimento and cheese sandwiches, but I love the Pimentology Burger. Never thought I would. It is my favorite. 
Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people in Starkville and Tupelo go to meet. M-E-A-T. Let's get into a couple things right out of the gate. Let me give you a little public service announcement before we get going. I want everybody to take a deep breath, and I mean it. Take a deep breath. Do it with me. One, two, three. (sighs) Serenity now. Serenity now. Listen, I'm 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 going to speak with as much love as I possibly can at this point. And I want everybody to listen to me. Y'all have got to stop running with every little bit of negative news you hear and trying, and the sky is not falling. Okay, stop, relax. Again, take another deep breath, pause the show if you have to, run a lap, whatever. Calm down. So, there was a post on the Mississippi State Alumni Association website. And as my friends at the Alumni Association shared with me, somebody must have really been digging for it. There was a post that the tailgate had been closed for this year. And, of course, the screenshot that made the rounds over on the Facebook groups and on social media was incomplete. It's incomplete. And so I, I'm getting inundated with messages and texts. And like, Steve, I can't believe they're close. Tailgating, we're not going to play football. Oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? And so rather than panic, you know, I responded to a couple people and said, yeah, I think that's just the Alumni Association. I said, you know what, let's not take anything for granted. Let's be a responsible member of the media, and let's call the source. So I called, and I spoke to my wonderful friend and your wonderful friend Michael the Rocker Richardson I even sent him a couple tunes when I was done sent him and for those of you that are curious Mike's a rocker just like me just like me from Jackson Mississippi a rocker that spent his money at uh, Bebop Record Shop just like all the cool kids and uh, so I sent him a couple crowbot tunes but, but all that being said I said like Mike I, I want to help you guys out listen I understand that there's some miscommunication out here, so I want to get down to it. So here is the truth. The official Alumni Association tailgate that takes place at the Henry Hunter Center each and every football weekend, that's been closed. That's been canceled for this year. The Alumni Association does not have the authority or the power to prevent tailgating across the campus. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you there may not be some specifications and new protocols that you're not familiar with when it comes to tailgating, but the notice from the Alumni Association was only for their tailgate, not your tailgate, not my tailgate, not the juke joint tailgate, none of that stuff. It's their tailgate. They have made a decision not to do theirs. Now, you know, there's a lot of people that go in and out of the, the facility during football weekends, and so... I don't know all of their thinking, but that's their decision. Okay, so there's a million people right now and probably 25 million people right now that are posting on Facebook and texting their friends saying, oh my gosh, they've canceled tailgating at Mississippi State. That is not true. Hey, I'm not going to sit here and and promise you what's going to happen a month from now, but that official announcement from the alumni association it's just about their tailgate so everybody relax it, it is incredible the tizzy that we work ourselves into sometimes 
we get a little a little information we don't get all the information we get just a little bit and because it kind of uh, matches our greatest fear we run with it we don't even listen i got people that are messing me that didn't even read the whole thing like oh my gosh i read this on facebook i'm almost at the point now when somebody calls me and says hey steve listen i read this on facebook i'm just gonna hang up the phone i'm just gonna hang up the phone I don't have the time, the patience, or the inclination to have to deal with all that. And so I'm going to encourage you, take a deep breath. Stop buying into every little negative thing. Because what happens is, when we get these little nuggets of information, and they get twisted, then all of a sudden, there's this new rise of experts in the social media community. You know what I'm talking about? Then all of a sudden, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. And here's what's going to happen next. They have no clue. They have no clue. As I've told you guys many times on this show, there is nothing to know at this point. When there is something to know, Mississippi State will communicate that to you. As of now, all indications are we are going to play a 12-game schedule of football on schedule this year. Now, to take that to the next part of things, Brandon Marcello, our colleague at 247sports.com, he, Brandon's now the national college football writer for 247 Sports. I have joked many times what a career path the Mississippi State beat writer has had over the years. Ian Rappaport, now the most important name in NFL media. I mean, look at him, he has millions of Twitter followers. It's ridiculous. Ian Rappaport, former Mississippi State beat writer. Look at Kyle Vesey. Kyle's basically running the city of Memphis. And then you look at, uh, you know, Brandon Marcello. I mean, we have had some guys that have come through that have you know passed through Starkville and, and went on to some some great things. I won't say bigger or better because I believe I had the best job in the world. I get to cover Mississippi State year round for a living. I'm not looking to go uh, do any of that other stuff. I, I don't have any interest in doing that. I'm I'm happy to be here with you all. That's what I'm happy to do. But Brandon had a story out today that kind of confirms some things that I have heard in recent days as well, is that there has been no conversation about moving SEC football to the spring. Now, there was some discussions early on. Some people thought, hey, what if we did this? What if we flipped the script and played baseball in the winter and then did full contact stuff in the spring and give us a little more time to get some distance between uh, the virus and perhaps a vaccine and that sort of stuff. And so I get that. And listen, there, there, is, there is a proposal. I understand that the Mississippi High School Activities Association is considering to do just that. Don't know if they will, but there is a lot of uh, question about that. Will, will we flip and say, you know what, we'll do limited contact in the fall and do full contact stuff in the spring. And that even interrupts the recruiting calendar even more. I mean, begin to think about that, too, what, what a disaster that could possibly be. And listen, I'm, we're not going to make decisions based on college football recruiting calendars, don't get me wrong. But now college coaches would have to then recruit, offer, and sign football prospects that they did not see in the spring evaluation period, were not able to work out in camp, and not able to see them on the field in the fall. They would not have seen them play football in any capacity for a year. And there are a lot of guys out there that make themselves as seniors, not necessarily SEC guys. There are some guys, due to the benefit of the the two signing periods, that play their way in to some SEC options. But they're not guys that, uh, you know, that that could just kind of get by without the benefit of a senior year. There are a lot of guys out there, too, that play their way into a G5 or a four-year college opportunity because of the fact as the dominoes fall, 
they fall up, the opportunity opens, and then there they are. And so that's interesting to me that that proposal would put college coaches really in a situation where they're guessing. That is in- incredible to me. I've shared many times that I expect there will be more recruiting busts in the class of 2021 than any that we have seen in recent years, not just in the SEC, not just in Mississippi, but nationally. I also think there are going to be some guys out there, too. There are going to be some really good players that sign on with UAB or Southern Miss that could have potentially played their way into a state Ole Miss or Alabama or Auburn offer at some point. I think there are a lot of guys, there'll be some SEC Power 5 quality guys that sign on with a G5 program because they won't have the opportunity to elevate their profile as a recruit. And I think you're going to have some schools reaching on kids because there's just not enough information. There was already not enough contact, honestly. You know, I'm a firm believer that you know, we keep tweaking the recruiting calendar and we say it's in the name of student-athletes, but it's not. Any, any, listen, I think a student-athlete should have the ability to go visit a college campus whenever they want to. I know that sounds a little silly, but that's how I feel. I think you empower the student-athlete and say, listen, hey, you might not be able to go by and see the coaches, but if you want to go by and uh, tour the facilities or something like that, then so be it. I, I think because of the fact student-athletes are so busy today, especially in season, that I think they should have the ability to get out, especially in the summer months. And now we've got this summer dead period, which I think is incredibly dumb. You have this summer dead period where they're not able to get out and go visit campuses. I understand you want to keep coaches in-house and kind of keep them from you know, being in a kid's face all the time. But if the kid wants to get in the car with his, his family and drive over and go see a school and have a meeting perhaps with a coach or an advisor or something, they should be able to do that. And they can't. Not just in this crazy year, but in any year. It's just a different deal. And so now with the recruiting calendar being what it is, you, you already had such limited time to, to, to get to know kids face-to-face. Now with no spring out, spring eval, no summer camps, and now the dead period runs to August 31st, now we're up against the fall season. And so now kids, many of them, are going to have to acclimate back into a classroom setting and get back into football workouts and – make a college decision without the benefit of a lot of information that they would have had ordinarily. Many of these kids would have already had multiple visits to college campuses through a junior day or a, uh, you know, a spring visit or a spring game or a camp. They don't have that now. I mean, very few schools even had junior days. You know, State brought in a small group. They don't have the big, you know, you guys know what a, how, what a critic I am of these, uh, these cattle call junior days where you have 500 kids just so you can go out there and say we had 500 kids for junior day and nobody learned anything. Nobody. You got a bunch of kids out there that, that, that many of them are just lucky to be on a high school roster and they go to a junior day and they're, they're trying to get discovered. I don't knock the kids for going, but you, you kind of create an unrealistic expectation. These guys go to a junior day and they're thinking, man, if I could just get up there and have a chance to meet this coach – that I know that I can, you know, tell him about my huddle and all that kind of stuff and get him going. And then he shows up and, and it's, um, you know, it's like going to Woodstock. And you're like, what? I, that's as close as I can get to the coach? I mean, I can't, I, mean, I can't even go talk to him. I got to walk around and have these GAs herd me around. And they're all excited and then they got all this phony enthusiasm. And, hey, man, we're so glad to see you. Uh, you know, you know come, by, come see us this year at a ball game, that sort of stuff. It's just, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But 
even with that, even for those guys that maybe aren't prospects, you get them on campus and they go back and they, and they have good things to say about your program or have good things to say about your facilities, you don't get the benefit of any of that now. Those are the things that I think about. And I think it's important to understand that when you have college coaches who are charged with winning and they have to make decisions on players they believe help them win and then they've got less information than they ever have, it's going to be a ton, an absolutely ton of recruiting misses. But they're going to get on the road. They're going to have to coach football this year, and they're going to have to get out there and go see it happen. And there are going to be a lot of kids, once a coach gets there and sees them on the field, then there's going to be this whole game of poker. It's like, okay, listen, I know that LSU is sniffing around this kid, and if I'm Mississippi State and I offer, if I wait for LSU to offer, then my offer kind of loses its impact. Uh, LSU might offer just to kind of keep the kid from committing. They might just slow the process down. Maybe they're not ready because, you know, Ed Orsron is one of the kings of Internet recruiting. And so then you go see the kid and you think, okay, let's go ahead and offer. But you can't offer an in-state kid unless you're ready to take him. You know, it's like I think about Jim Riley from uh, Tishomingo County High School up there, offensive line prospect out of Iuka. I, I like the kid. I really do. And I think that he is going to be – I think he will be in the Mississippi State class. But this is a kid who has attended games his entire life at Mississippi State. If you offer him a scholarship, you better be ready to accept that commitment because chances are it's coming. I know if, uh, if, if my oldest son who played baseball, played college baseball, had a great, great experience playing college baseball, uh, very happy he had the opportunity to do that. But if he had been given the opportunity to commit to Mississippi State, it would have taken him about 10 seconds to accept that offer because he had grown up going to games at Duty Noble Field. He had grown up coming to Davis Wade Stadium. He had grown up being about the only kid in his class in Baton Rouge on college game day, T-shirt day, to wear maroon and white. That's kind of his with Jim Riley. This is a kid that wants to go to Mississippi State. So let's say you go see that kid play the first couple of games. You know, maybe you go see him, uh, you know, see a game, get some film that second game. you got to make an interesting decision. If, if you go ahead and offer him, He's going to commit. You're going to take five offensive linemen in this class, and so you can probably feel like you've got him in the back pocket. But let's say you wait around. Let's say you're on a kid, too, that maybe is not Mississippi State friendly. And let's say it's an even deal. Maybe it's a state Ole Miss thing. I mean, Elijah Sabatini just committed to Ole Miss yesterday, I guess. You know, if State or Ole Miss, either one, had offered him, he's probably getting on board with either one of them. It's not that he just loved Ole Miss. But Ole Miss recruited him. They, they offered him a scholarship. State recruited him pretty early on, didn't offer a scholarship. But that's kind of how this thing boils down to. It's like, so Sabatini is kind of representative, I think, of a lot of kids in Mississippi that really haven't picked a favorite in the state Ole Miss rivalry. And when it comes down to recruiting, you're thinking, you know what, I get a chance to play SEC football in my home state. You know, one, if I get that opportunity, I'm going to take it. And so he gets the offer, and less than a week later, he's committed. And so what? Congratulations to the kid, because I know a lot of people down there to think a lot of him that kind of advocated on his behalf to Mississippi State. I really believe if he had come to camp at State and run a good 40, there's a good chance Mississippi State would have offered. However, now State has three safeties in the class, and to be honest with you, I, I don't like him more than any of the kids. I think a couple of those kids are on par and a couple of them are better than him. Uh, but my point being is there is going to be that game of poker where you have to make a decision as a college coach. 
and think, okay, if I get in the boat now with the offer, there's probably going to be somebody else offer and somebody else, or I can wait and kind of get lost in the flood. And so I believe there's going to be a lot of coaches that jump on the offer and probably tell a kid, hey, listen, we'll offer if you'll commit. It's going to put a lot of pressure on the kids because, listen, spots are filling up. You know, despite the fact that, uh, you know, State and Ole Miss hadn't had a ton of recruiting action right now. You know, State, I guess, got 11 commitments, Ole Miss with five or six. And you've got room to work there. But there is a, a shrinking talent pool with which to work from. That's how guys like Elijah Sabatini, you know, all of a sudden emerge late. Is because Ole, and I give them some credit there. Is if you wait around on that kid and he gets into the fall and he puts some things on tape – and then other schools begin to kind of miss out on some other safety prospects, and they come back and say, hey, listen, I want to go take a swing at this kid. Now all of a sudden Ole Miss has got a fight on their hands to get that kid. And so smart on them because I think I, I do think he is a good player. I think he's a Miss Al, Miss Al quality type player. I really do. And uh, I think that uh, this just simply boils down to one of the situations to kind of whoever offers first is going to get him. That happens a lot with State or Ole Miss. It does especially with kids that don't have a rooting interest in the rivalry. I want to remind you, too, listen, many of you guys didn't get much for Valentine's Day. I mean, let's, let's be honest, guys. You, 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 don't, you, you don't get a big gift of Valentine's Day. Maybe, maybe some of you do. Maybe some of you are a little more delicate than me, and, and maybe you're a little more approachable, and so you get, you know, I don't know, maybe you, maybe you got a, you know, a rose petal bath. I don't know. I, I, I didn't get that. But more times than not, when it comes to Valentine's, you're not, you're, you don't get a great gift. You get in Father's Day, and sometimes it, it feels a little bit like an obligation. Father's Day, you get caught up in tradition. You got to get a tie, get a new golf shirt. They take you out. You got to buy your own meal. If you got to spend the money yourself, you need to spend it on something you really like. Guys, I'm telling you, Hawthorne.co is the way to go. H a w t h o r n e dot co. That is absolutely the way to go. Treat yourself, and it is a gift for the people around you because I'm telling you, you're going to smell better, you're going to feel better, you're going to look better because you're going to feel more confident. Use promo code BONEYARD to un- unlock a, uh, an offer for yourself. Sometimes it's a discount, more times than not as of late, it's been the gift card. I got the, uh, I've ch- told you guys before, I lost, I broke my PlaySent bottle of cologne. You know what? They sent me a new bottle of the day. And I didn't realize how much I missed it until I had it. The work and play scent work really well together. You wear one to work, and then you get off and you kind of freshen up and you're going out for drinks or whatever. I'm telling you, you want to turn heads, you want to smell like you're a winner, go to hawthorne.co, use promo code Boneyard, and get your fragrances scent today. You can take the quiz. They'll match up your preferences with the, the scent that best fits you. You're going to feel better about yourself. I'm going to tell you. Hawthorne.co. H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.co. Promo code Boneyard. Let's get in top 10 list. I told you guys. Okay, so we're going to do food today. And I don't know. Listen, I love to eat too, but I don't do a lot of food stuff on the show. And um, so the first thing that I'll tell you, I am 100% an eat local guy. And I know some of our listeners work for restaurateurs uh, for national chains. And so let me go ahead and tell you now ahead of time, I respect your work. I know how difficult that job is. I was in a restaurant business myself at once, and uh, it is a thankless job, and you spend a lot of time, and uh, basically sometimes you're just playing for the tie. 
You know what I'm saying? There's some days, if you can make it through the day without having a major problem, it's it's a great day. And so I understand that. And so, uh, but I'm an eat local guy. I believe in Mississippi, we, we kind of know how to cook. We know how to eat. So I'm going to give you my 10 favorite restaurants or probably the, my 10 favorite places to eat here in the last couple of years in the state of Mississippi outside of Starkville. Okay? Outside of Starkville. And so that, that includes Harvey's. Because, you know, you know, listen, I, I count the original Harvey's as the one on 12 uh, close to campus. That's Harvey's. So, so I'm not going to have Harvey's, Tupelo, Harvest, Columbus. You know, listen, Harvey's is a Starkville institution. And so no Starkville restaurants mentioned on this list. So don't, don't, don't message me and say, hey, Steve, what about so-and-so? This is my travels away from the city of Starkville, and these are the best places that I've eaten here in the last couple of years. Now, before we get uh, too wound up in all this, and it is a shame, but I have not eaten at Shapley's in Jackson, and I have not eaten at the Pecan House in Indianola. I have been invited to. I just haven't been able to make the time to do it. Now that the uh, the uh, the new book, is uh, the editing process is pretty much over now. All the rewrites are done. It's a new day in my life uh, to have that done. I may get over to Indianola and break bread with those folks. They are uh, they're fans of the show. Uh, I, I signed some books for them around Christmas time, and so I owe them to go by there because I've had many people tell me, "Hey, Steve, you got to get in there. It's a great place to eat." And so I uh, want to give them a bit of a shout out. They've been great supporters of me, and so I want to be supporters of them. So I haven't eaten there yet, and so if if you don't hear them listed in your top ten, in my top ten, then uh, don't think that I'm sliding them. And listen, there are some places that I'll tell you, there are some places that have been kind of really, really hyped to me that I have gone and, and it's just been okay. The, the list that I'm about to give you, these, these people absolutely do it right. Uh, again, outside of the city of Starkville, not national chains. We're talking locally owned places. And so uh, I'm going to run these down for you. Number 10 on my list is the fish fry in Brookhaven. I ate there last year on a Stark Villains book tour. And I uh, went by, had the, 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 uh, the signing there, and they, they invited us to come. I had never been there before. I went in. It was absolutely packed. And it was like a Thursday night. And uh, th- they treated me a lot better than I deserved. They had a table ready and waiting for me. And uh, the service was incredible. The food. Today's podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. What's the best way to help you and your finances thrive? The answer can be overwhelming with all the financial misinformation out there. Fortunately, you can turn to NerdWallet's objective finance journalists to set things straight and help you make smart decisions with your own money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bill so I don't dread April every single year, managing finances with a partner without causing a breakup, putting away more money for retirement since I'm not going to do this podcast forever. Sorry, folks and also boosting my credit score since good credit is like a real-life cheat code. Saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It loves a good plot twist. The nerds also explain the real impact that the latest financial headlines could have on your life. Weekly financial check-ins with smart money help you spend more time doing what matters and less time worrying about what doesn't. Let NerdWallet's trusted experts untangle today's web of financial misinformation Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Bulldog fans, rodeo season is here. 
That's right, the Dixie National Rodeo. Get ready to roll, man. And uh, I remember being a kid, that was like the biggest highlight for us. My grandmother would get us tickets every year, and me and my brother would wear our cowboy outfits. We'd put our boots on, have our chaps, our vest, and we'd go up there, and just in case one of the cowboys got a little bit scared to get on a horse or a bull, we were willing to do it. Yeah, for sure. Guys, boots aren't just for going out to a country western bar and doing a little boot scooting. Maybe you got a little Texas two-step in your game. Tecovas can make you look better than ever. Absolutely. And here's the deal, too. That's the thing. The versatility of Tecovas is you can wear them somewhere nice or you can live life where you don't go gently. That's what Tecovas does for you. Yeah, it's a rugged, handsome boot. It's my favorite boot brand, and it should be yours, too. Be sure and check them out. Tecovas believes in Western for all people, and you can feel that when you go into their stores, when you walk in, you'll be greeted like family, offered a boot shine and a drink, and maybe even an adult beverage if you prefer, and you can get custom fitted for a new pair of Tecovas boots. You can get custom leather stamping or branding, whatever you need to make it feel somewhat individual. Look up your closest store at tecovis.com. But if you can't make it to a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And you know what, partner? Point your toes west. It was incredible. The dessert was incredible. Listen, I am from Columbia, Mississippi, and so when I, I grew up going to uh, Stogner's Fish Camp in Towertown, the closest thing to the original Stogner's that I have ever had in my life is the fish fry in Brookhaven. It is a wonderful place to go. If you're in that neck of the woods and you want some fried fish, that's the place to go to, right there in Brookhaven, uh, the fish fry. Absolutely love it. Uh, number nine is one of these Mississippi uh, bucket list places. It's Doe's Eat Place. Uh, I, I, I could not, I, listen, there are a lot of places I've gone to eat a steak, and uh, this is one of the best ones. This is absolutely one of the best ones uh, on the list. Uh, I love going there, and, and listen, I, I enjoyed the steak at Anthony's, too. Anthony's didn't make the top ten, uh, but they're certainly a place that I go to regularly when I have a chance to go over there. So if, usually when I get a steak, it's Doe's or Anthony's that I'm thinking about. Doe's Eat Place, great. Love the tamales there. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a tamale snob. I eat them a lot more than most people do. Um, they they do it right there. They do. And it's weird to me that it's so good there. I mean, it really is. It's almost like authentic tamales. Dozy place. Great, great place to go. Uh, number eight on my list, and uh, I actually went there. I don't, people have shared with me in my life that I have eaten there before. I don't ever remember eating there before until the Starkville's book tour. We were passing through Meridian, and... Uh, they say, hey, where do you want to eat? And I said, hey, I, I want to go to Weidman's uh, because I wanted to go really kind of pay my respects to Shorty McWilliams and Miss Gloria McWilliams, God rest their souls. Uh, I never got a chance to meet Shorty McWilliams. I did interview his, uh, his widow, Gloria McWilliams, one time about how wonderful their life was and what Mississippi State meant to Shorty McWilliams. And I'll tell you, one of the things that's so funny to me, I remember about that interview, Miss Gloria was a pistol, man. She was so wonderful. And uh, she said that when, uh, when she said, you know, when, when Shorty was living, that he would pull for state or Ole Miss because he wanted good things for Mississippi. 
And she said, Miss Gloria said, I wasn't that good a sport. I, I always wished Ole Miss would lose no matter who they were playing. And uh, I thought, you know, here this woman is, you know, in, in the last stages of her life and uh, still true maroon. But uh, love going to Wideman's. That plate lunch is great. But it's uh, to me, it's one of those things, maybe it's because, you know, maybe I take it all too seriously. But um, to me, Wideman's is a Mississippi State place. And I know there are people in Meridian that say, you know, it's a Meridian place. And maybe that's how you feel. But because of what Shorty McWilliams meant to Mississippi State, when I go in there, and I've been there a couple times since, when I go by there and I go in there, I, I feel – I feel like it's my responsibility as a Mississippi State guy to go in there and eat at Shorty McWilliams and Miss um, Gloria Wideman McWilliams Restaurant. I feel like that I'm I'm doing my duty as a Bulldog to go in there. Number seven on my list, because it is so difficult to find good Italian food in the state of Mississippi. It's Tabella's Restaurant there in Hattiesburg, right there on Hardy Street. You may be somewhat familiar with that. Listen, they'll make a pizza pretty much how you want it. But uh, some great pasta dishes there. Uh, they have, listen, uh, Robert and those guys, they go to Italy multiple times each year. They understand what authentic Italian cuisine is. This is probably the closest thing we're going to get to it in the state of Mississippi. I don't mean to disrespect anybody else. But any time that I go to Bella's, I leave there needing a nap. I mean, it's like I get so I get full as a tick when I go there. And so, if you're down there in the, in the Hub City and you're craving some Italian food, to Bella's is the way to go. Number six for me, kind of off the beaten path, and uh, a place that um, probably has the best buttermilk pie I've ever eaten. And uh, I would not even have thought about having that. It would never have appealed to me if somebody hadn't said, "Listen, you've got to have that." buttermilk pie when you're there that's gibbs grocery in learned mississippi and uh one of the best steaks i've ever eaten perhaps the absolute best spinach casserole i've ever had potato casserole they, they do it right there they're only open a limited time so you got to plan around that and they, listen bring cash with you uh, they don't take a debit card there you got to be prepared for that but uh it is a wonderful place to go. It, it, it reminds you of authentic Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's tucked away. It's not busy out there. You park on the street. You walk over. Chances are you're the only car on the road. But, man, that food is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. It's in Learned, Mississippi, right outside of Raymond. You kind of got to look for yourself. But it's, uh, it's worth the trouble to go. It absolutely is. Uh, number five for me. Eight here for the first time during the Flim Flam book tour. Went back another time, and that's Trapanis there in Bay St. Louis. Great place. They do some Italian food there, a lot of seafood there. I was actually there after a book signing a couple years ago, and the hurricane was coming. And I believe us and uh, the folks at Trapanis and the folks at Bay, at, uh, at Bay Books were the only people still in town. But, man, it was a great, great meal. The service was great. The people were great. So if you're in that neck of the woods and you're looking for – you know, a place right there off the beach, too. You can go right there to, to Trapani's in Bay St. Louis. I think you'll be very happy with the result. Number four for me is Purple Parrot there in Hattiesburg. Purple Parrot is an institution. I remember when Purple Parrot opened. I was in high school. And that was the place that you took. Used to, you'd go to Chesterfields because that was the glitz and glamour of Hattiesburg. It's no longer there anymore. It's a Walgreens there now. Uh, but when Purple Parrot opened, that became the date night location for guys from Columbia, Mississippi, that were taking their girls to Hattiesburg for a night out. You know, you, you'd go over there and you, you'd have dinner and then you'd go to a movie over at the Cloverleaf Mall and uh, maybe go by and pick up a Motley Crue t-shirt or something while you're there. 
but we would go to Purple Parrot, and it always made me feel a little more grown up. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, when you went with your friends, you went to Taco Bell, you know. But when you brought your girl, you wanted to be a little more dignified, so maybe you cut a couple of extra yards that week and, and got another couple of $10, $20 bills, and you were able to go over there and have a nice meal. But I got a lot of great memories there. Purple Parrot's great. They also have uh, you know the bridge, which is right off Purple Parrot. So uh, I would encourage you to go by, get to know those folks. It's a great place to eat. Number three, probably probably the best pie that I have had in as an adult is at the Crystal Grill there in Greenwood. I actually ate there four or five times during the last couple book tours. And every time I go, I save room for some pie. It is such a great place. It is the Crystal Grill. And uh, I ate there with, uh, with Ping Pong Paris one time and uh, his lovely wife. And just had a great time. But you know, when you go in there, it's like, it's like you're going, taking a uh, you know, kind of a time travel. Back in time, you go in there and the way the tile is positioned and stuff. It, it is an authentic place run by great people. And so when you're, if you're ever in that neck of the woods, go by Turn Row Books and, uh, and buy my books if you hadn't already. And then go get something at the Crystal Grill. You'll love it. Number two for me is a new one. And I've actually ate at three locations now. And I know it's a bit of a chain. And so I know that kind of goes against the rules a little bit. But uh, I could not list my favorite meals of the last couple of years with not mentioning this one. And that's the Half Show Oyster House there on, in uh, Flowood. Uh, I, and listen, I went to the one in Biloxi. I've been to the one at the Hard Rock. I've been to the one um, a, 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 across the street from the Hard Rock. But the one that I went to in Flowood, the service was incredible. Uh, it was a long day. We had three book signings that day. And I was just ready to get back to Starkville. And uh, my p- agent said, hey, listen, we're going to go eat next door at the, at the uh, Half Show Oyster House when we're done. And uh, we've already got some arrangements made. And so it was busy. It was packed. And uh, those people treated me a lot better than I deserved to be treated. I tell you, I was, I was so impressed. Everybody comes in. They welcome you. And, and um, you know, before I could even really sit down good, they've already got the drink order out. And, and that's one of the things I hate is when they come by and it seems like you're getting ignored, but not these people. They're, they were on top of the service. It was great. Uh, had a great salad, a great appetizer. Had, I think I, I probably could have eaten about two dozen of those oysters. And uh, I don't even remember. The, I don't even remember what I had as the entree because it was all. It all runs together because it's all so good. The dessert was great, and I left there thinking, you know what? I'm going to go back there. I'm going to make plans. You know, when I'm down there to see my sisters or whatever, I'm going to make plans to kind of go there and eat on the way out. It is a great place to go. Very happy with the service. I've gotten to know some of the people that. Uh, that have that run those establishments and they've been great absolutely wonderful people to me so now we're down to this number one right number one number one on the list my favorite place to eat local outside of the city of star out of the city of star so you're with me now so again my favorite place to eat in the state of mississippi outside of the city of starkville it's number one on the list. It has been for a long time. Anytime that I get down to Hattiesburg with friends and to go to a show or whatever, and they say, hey, where do you want to eat? We go to Crescent City Grill. Crescent City Grill is, without a doubt, so consistent. That's the main thing. You know, you, there's sometimes you go some places, and it's great one time, and it's just okay the next, and then, and then sometimes maybe it's not so good. Crescent City Grill is so consistent. Every time that I've gone, it's I've never left there feeling like I made a bad decision. 
So again, when you're down there, and I know that a lot of those restaurants are kind of right there together uh, on Hardy Street, kind of conveniently located for you. So maybe if you're if uh, you're feeling steak or you're feeling seafood or you're feeling uh, Cajun food or you're feeling uh, Italian, you can get it all right there together. But uh, for for my money, and it, like if they told me, okay, Steve, you got one weekend to live. Where do you want to eat? Well, one of those meals is going to be the Crescent City Grill because I, I want to go get that bread pudding before I go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I usually go get I usually get a cup of gumbo. Sometimes it's a bowl, depending on how I feel, as an appetizer. And then uh, sometimes I, I've been down there and had those uh, those oysters that are incredible, and and I, I could eat them until I make myself sick. That's how good they are. So that's the list. Your list may differ. Uh, I, again, I'm the rock expert on this beat. But uh, when uh, when things get a little uh, out of kilter, sometimes we got to head back, right? And so, uh, and it's always to my honor uh, to really talk about Mississippi industry and Mississippi businesses. I, I am a Mississippian, and I want what's best for Mississippi businesses, and I want us all to thrive. And uh, any time that I can throw you a solid and let you guys know kind of what, what what's out there and what you should go see about, then I'm going to do that for you because I'm your friend. Remember, I'm your good friend and host. I would never steer you, steer you wrong about the Bulldogs, about food, and about rock music. Campus Bookmart, longtime sponsors of this show, man. Man, love them, man. Stan Ray, Stan Ray's been great to me, and he'll be great to you too because Stan is so happy to uh, to be of service to Mississippi State folks. Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely, talented Susie. I haven't seen them in a while. I need to get by there and go see them. Uh, yeah, I try to keep my distance. You know what I'm saying? I don't take, make a lot of unnecessary trips, but uh, probably need to go by there and pick up some merch for the fam. You know, as everybody kind of gets ready for their uh, their summer vacation. But also, too, I got a grandbaby on the way that'll be here later this month, and so I need to get over there and get some bulldog uh, baby clothes for this granddaughter that is about to arrive for us. Because here's what's going to happen. See, her family is uh, Arkansas fans. And I have already kind of decreed that this, that this child will be a bulldog. And so I, I cannot run the risk of this grandchild getting photographs taken wearing Arkansas regalia. So I'm going to flood the market with bulldog stuff, and I'm going to go to Campus Bookmark to get it. And if they don't have what I want, I know Miss Kathy Brown will order it for me. should do the same for you. You can see what they have online at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase it pays, and that is BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. And that'll get you free shipping on all orders over $50. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. So I told you guys one of the reasons I was late is I was catching up with uh, Steve Spurrier Jr. today. That article uh, ran earlier today, uh, you know, Q&A with him about Tyrell Shavers. And, you know, to hear him talk about Shavers, you know, he really lights up talking about the speed. You know, he's 6'5", 215, runs legit 4440. We don't have anybody like that. And now Shavers is on campus. Now, I am told, uh, we're trying to confirm this. This is something Robbie Falk is working on, Paul Jones and I, but we've all made some phone calls trying to find out. I've been told that some of the newcomers – are kind of quarantining in place before they join the rest of the team. They're being very, very careful because there's a lot of those guys that are newcomers that are not expected to contribute this year. Most of them are going to redshirt. And so those guys are kind of quarantining. And I've heard that some of those guys might have actually even gone home and are going to rejoin them when we open up fall camp. So we're trying to find out. However, Tyrell Shavers is here. Tyrell Shavers went on scholarship today, July 1st. 
doesn't know his uh, schedule just yet, but he is here and going through all the necessary protocols to um, to join workouts later this week. So that involves getting the COVID test and then uh, assuming he tests negative, they'll go through all the protocols and everything you need to do uh, to protect the roster. And that's the thing I could keep getting back to. It's like, you know, yes, most of these college people that are uh, testing positive are asymptomatic and they're not getting sick, and so there's not requiring a lot of treatment. They're just having to kind of let the virus run its course. But when you when once you get you know <laughs> new people into into the bubble there, there could be a real issue. So they're going to be very very careful with that. Uh, just like I mentioned with KJ Costello, I mean, if I'm Mike Leach, I, I'm I'm letting KJ Costello do every interview by phone. Just not going to do it, you know. And I understand you can't put these guys in a bubble. And a lot of people are saying, you know what? It's probably good for them to go ahead and catch it during the off season. So if it makes, if there's a round or an outbreak, a round of infections again during the season, they'll be they'll be unimpeded because they would have already had the disease and it developed some kind of antibodies. And so I don't know that's the case. I know a lot of people out there are suggesting that it is. Uh, but I know LSU has had a bunch of guys that have tested positive, and so, you know, we'll, we'll see. But uh, there's a lot of talk out there that we're all going to get it at some point. We're all going to get it be exposed to it, which reminds me, many of you prayed for and messaged and uh, supported our colleague Dave Johnson. Dave Johnson over the Old Miss Spirit uh, recently signed a, uh, a contract extension with 247 Sports. Happy to have Dave around with us again. Dave went back to work today. Dave, uh, it's crazy to think about that. You know, there was a time that they had given Dave about a 5% chance to live and were basically kind of badgering his wife to sign a do not resuscitate order. They were going to take him off the ventilator and everything. And the family refused to sign. And uh, some physician friends up there kind of advocated on his behalf to, to, to kind of keep fighting. And then the, the very next day, the very next day after his daughter comes and basically to tell him goodbye, Dave rallied, and uh, now Dave is back to work. And it's one of those things, too, that, uh, you know, I've shared with you guys before. We shared a room with Dave up there at the 247 Sports SEC Publisher meeting, and uh, none of the rest of us got sick. And it's one of those things where people always talk about, you know, by the grace of God, go I. It's one of those things. All of us could have gotten sick, but we didn't. And uh, you know, Dave was already not feeling well when he when he showed up. But you know, and, and I've had some people say, even message me privately and say, "Well, that was really selfish of Dave to come to that thing knowing he was sick." We didn't know. We didn't know back then. You remember, this is in the days prior to them canceling the SEC uh, men's basketball tournament. That's why we, we we scheduled a meeting when we did, is because most of us were going to be there to cover the men's tournament. Uh, and so it made sense to go ahead and do it when you know, everybody could just get there a day or two early. And so we none of us knew then what we know now about the virus and about transmission and about infection. And so I don't think any less of Dave at all for that because, you know, chances are if I'm just kind of running in a little bit of a fever and, you know, maybe having some cold-like symptoms, I, I probably would have gone. I wouldn't do that today. I wouldn't today because I know more. But uh, I'm very grateful that our friend Dave uh, is healthy and is back with his family. And listen, you know, listen, there, there's a lot of acrimony between the state of his family. But this is, this is one of those situations where it is very easy to put all that aside because Dave Johnson is our friend. Dave Johnson is a father. Dave Johnson is a husband. As you guys know, Dave's oldest son, I guess his only son, Eli Johnson, is a senior at Ole Miss. And, uh, you know, listen, I'll give you a little background on this too. Uh, I'm an Eli Johnson fan. And I uh, hope that he does exceptionally well. You guys may recall, I think the first snap of his college career to poor kid tore an ACL. 
But among his first offers, and perhaps his first offer out of high school, was Mississippi State. Now, any of us that know anything about recruiting in the state of Mississippi, all of us knew that a kid named Eli from Oxford, Mississippi, was going to Ole Miss if given the opportunity. It was, he, was, he had been a rebel his whole life. It was just a matter of would he be good enough to earn a scholarship from Ole Miss, and he certainly was. But that's back in the Scout 247 days when, you know, the guys at Scout didn't like the guys at 247 and vice versa. And so Dave Johnson reached out to me of his own volition and said, hey, listen, I don't want my kid to be slighted, you know, over there. I want to make sure that he still has an opportunity to get coverage from Scout and a good ranking or whatever. Can I count on you to talk to Eli when, when he gets offers? And I was like, sure, Dave, of course. And, uh, yeah, listen, it's, it's, it's a difficult situation. You can't see those guys. You know, it's a rivalry, man. It's like, you know, we all worked really hard, you know, to further our own business. And uh, this so happened that they had a competitor that had a kid that was a legitimate SEC prospect. And so I got to know Eli through that process. And uh, Dave Johnson was so incredibly grateful and uh, so gracious with all of that. You know, he's like, you know, Steve, thanks for, for looking out for my kid. But I know that he would have done the same for any of us, for me or anybody, because there's an integrity there. I mean, it really is. And uh, the world would have been a darker place without Dave Johnson in it. And so Dave's gotten better, and that's one of the things that gives me hope. There are a lot of people out there uh, really in much better shape than Dave Johnson that uh, have contracted this virus, that have recovered. And, and listen, there are a lot of people out there that will tell you, hey, there's nothing to worry about. There are other people that will tell you, you know, that, hey, life's going to end tomorrow. Uh, and there's not a lot of in-between. You know, I, I try to fall about most issues in, in the middle because I, a lot of times I don't know enough to make a good decision, so I just kind of go with the flow and protect myself. But, um, again, it's just one of those deals. We need to kind of depend on the experts to make these decisions. And, uh, listen, there's a lot of a lot of confusion out there that one expert will say one thing one day and then say something the next and double back. And you know, But sooner rather than later, the kids are going to be back in school. We're going to be playing football. And if you don't want to participate in that, you stay home watching on TV. Nobody's going to think any less of you. I've said that on the show many times, but I, it's worth repeating. Take some personal responsibility for yourself. I know some other people out there that, you know, there's all this mask shaming going on. You, you're you dumb for wearing a mask. You're dumb for not wearing a mask. I don't have an opinion on any of you guys wearing a mask. I just know that I have a decision to make for myself and for my family. And that's the only people that I can really be responsible for. And listen, I've got... I got two kids now that are over the age of the legal drinking age, and so there's not a lot that I can tell them. I'll do my best to kind of offer them some advice, but I, there's not a lot that I can make them do. And so it's part of the process. You educate people and you, you raise them up and you hope that they make good decisions based on the values that you, you know, kind of expose them to uh, growing up. But at the end of the day, we're all responsible for ourselves. And so if, if you're comfortable wearing a mask, then you wear a mask. I think it's silly to wear one in your car, but if that helps you feel safe, then by all means do it. If you want to get out and dress in saran wrap, that's cool too. But if you don't want to wear a mask and it's not a, it's not a requirement in your, in your city or your, uh, your community, then they don't wear one. But I, I will share this. I do think it is a little bit silly when, you know, when businesses have up that you'll be refused service if you don't wear a mask. It's their business. It's their property. They kind of set the rules, and uh, please don't give those people a hard time. Most of those people are unbelievably underpaid anyway, and they're being you know, kind of forced to deliver a policy or a protocol uh, from somebody in some corporate office that really doesn't have to get their hands dirty with all this. And so if somebody tells you you got to wear a mask 
wear the mask. I mean, there's no point in making a big big scene about it. And I've seen some of these people come to blows over a stupid mask. I mean, it's just, we're going to make it through this, kids. We are. And, and listen, I know, there's, I know there's always, there's Facebook people that are going to tell you, that, you know, any, anytime somebody in China gets a cold, they're going to tell you that, uh, that Armageddon's on its way. But you know what? If that happens, man, it's been a great ride, right? It's been a wonderful ride. Speaking of the ride, it's almost over for me when it comes to this book. And uh, I'm going to remind you, too, uh, got news today from uh, one of my attorneys that uh, the phrase Stark Villain now trademarked. You can buy Stark Villain memorabilia and merchandise at StarkVillains.com. Now officially trademarked by the U.S. Patent Office. How cool is that? Uh, wear those shirts. Take care of yourself. Go ahead and get those things on order. Again, that's StarkVillains.com. Uh, we'll see about having a new shirt. Well, I don't know. We'll see what's going to happen with all that. I, I'm not going to be able to, to, to trademark Alpha Dogs. That's already out there in the public vernacular. But uh, be that as it may, it has been one of the greatest joys of my life to tell these stories once again. And uh, people ask me, Steve, what's your favorite chapter? It changes every day. Because like, every time I, I'll, I'll work on something, I'll rewrite this, and think, man, this is so much better. I really love this chapter. And then I'm reminded of this and that. But you know, there, there are some chapters in there that are very important to me and very special. I look forward to hearing from you what your favorite chapters are. And at least once a week, I have somebody that messages me and says, hey, Steve, I just finished Flim Flam. And uh, you know, that book's been out almost three years now, and uh, people are still buying the book. And, and speaking of buying the book, Stark Villains is still on the Mississippi bestseller list after eight months. It is uh, incredible to me. And uh, one of the bookstores told me they thought that was some kind of record. I don't know if it's true or not. But uh, that it, we, we have a partnership here, me and you. And uh, I appreciate your support. I thank you more than you, than you could ever imagine. But there's something about this next book I really believe. We have edited it very, 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 very closely. And um, I believe it's the best thing that I have written. And, and I, you always want to be getting better from book to book. But uh, I have learned more about my own writing style this go-around than any of the rest of them. You know, the, the first book I learned how to, you know, I didn't know anything about writing books. I learned how to outline books and, you know, learned how to, you know, do a lot better job fact-checking. And then with Starkville ones, I, I kind of learned to be a better interviewer. And I was more prepared this time, I think, for Alpha Dogs. But uh, I, I really believe that the effort that I have put forth into this has been uh, the, the best effort yet. And so I'm very, very proud of the work. And uh, we hope to have, you know, this thing pushed off to print here in the next couple of weeks. And so once that happens, you'll be able to pre-order. There will be the Alpha Dogs, the book, uh, URL, but you can always find everything at Start Villains the book. And if you, you probably didn't know this, but there there is a uh, there's a hub for everything. It all leads to the same place. There, if you ever go, if you ever if you ever lose sight of where I am, go to beautifulsteverobertson.com, and that, it'll land you right there on the book pages. Lend you right there. So StarkVillains.com to get your shirts and hoodies, and StarkVillainsTheBook.com to get your books. Listen, it's been great. Looking forward to being with you guys soon. And uh, we'll be back again on Friday. You never know what we're going to talk about then. But it's uh, it's always something good to talk about. And sometimes uh, it's good just to be able to talk about football. Good, bad, or indifferent, it's always good to have some sports to talk about. Listen, I hope you, you guys are well. But until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends than enemies and that people can see difference in the way we live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.